Well, Howard didn't get a Turbo Man last week. Let's see if he has any luck this time on Edging On Jingle All The Way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Edging Podcast, the show where we talk about silly, funny movies in 15-minute increments. Uh, This season, of course, we're doing Jingle All The Way for our holiday special. I am Drew. I'm Sam. And I'm Adam. And so this week we're doing minutes 15 to 30, which uh, presents me with, I think, the primary arc of Jingle All the Way, which is the anti-capitalism arc. (laughs) Yes. Very strong anti-consumerist message. Also, I I want to say right up top here really quick, great chunk. Really good, really solid chunk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The best so far, really. Yeah, out of these two, this is definitely my favorite. <laughs> Let's see if we can keep I, a ranking going this time. Yeah, there, there's so much happening in this blog. I'm very glad I, that we can share this moment with all of you listening. Sam, of course, a first time viewer. I'm very happy yes, that yes. you can enter the first of probably six individual arcs that happens in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, man. I'm very. I, I was picking up on this theme that toward the end I want to address and get you guys' take on. Okay. But in the meantime, let's get right into it. We start out with uh, immediately following last week when Ted <laughs> is steering a rabid reindeer toward Arnold. You know, Ted just explains that he went out, he somehow got a hold of a reindeer and, and put a Santa hat on it to spread some Christmas cheer around the neighborhood. He's going above and beyond for his kid on Christmas. Uh, this yeah. is slight foreshadowing for our thumbnail <laughs> for this <laughs> for this series. Yeah, if, uh, by the time you're viewing this episode, the thumbnail will be up, so the spoiler will be there. Just this is the try only... and ignore it and enjoy the film anyway. This is the only part of the movie I already know because I make the thumbnails. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is a brilliant movie. Brilliant foreshadowing of the primary tension of this movie, which, of course, is Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think it's a crossover we've all been wanting to see since Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I would love to see a scene from Predator where Arnold's, like, covered in mud waiting for Rudolph to, to come into his spike trap. Come on, do kill it. me! Do it! Kill me! Oh my gosh, he's got the the red laser sight next to his head, but it's just for Rudolph. <laughs> yes, the reindeer does not like Howard, who is going out to find a Turbo Man toy for his little brat Jamie. Because he's got to keep up that lie. What lie? The lie that he already had the Turbo Man, because the, the lie that he's a good husband. <laughs> <laughs> the lie that he's a good husband and father, he's got to keep that one up. <laughs> I'm very happy with Phil Hartman's delivery of uh, the rival dad, Ted. Him, yes. him saying, I got Johnny a Turbo Man months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. Yeah, again, another instance of <laughs> Phil Hartman knocking it out of the fucking park with what little character he has. I'm I'm slowly the, liking the his character better and better. Man. I think he might be the, the best character in the movie so far. Uh, oh, it, <laughs> It's funny you should say that, Sam, because I think that that's a nice transition to easily the second best character of this yeah. movie, which is Myron the Mailman, played by oh. Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you remember any of the topics that he brought up during his introduction? 
Oh, I can't pick out specific ones, but I did specifically remember the fact... Uh, one thing about that scene, I really liked it at first, but then it just kept going. <laughs> and it kept going. <laughs> Honestly, this is a multiplicity for me, because the his constant uh, ramp-up of the nonsense that he's saying keeps me engaged, whereas Adam and I in multiplicity were like, it goes on too long, and you'd say, no, but it, it gets funny and not funny in equal proportion... Adam, you you want to illuminate us on some of the topics that Myron's plugged in on? Uh, well, some of the things he talks about are uh, conspiracy theories involving subliminal messages and advertising commercials, and then he goes to rich and powerful toy cartels controlling the world. Because he was a psychology <laughs> major, and so he know he he understands the subliminal messaging, everything you're trying to do. Yeah, first semester. <laughs> He talks about Jeff Bezos. He's an overworked male employee who can't keep up with the holiday package rush. <laughs> yeah, and all that rambling. He did uh, bring up a good point about how uh, uh, a father feeling bad for not uh, giving a child a toy or whatever. I thought that was an interesting point. But like looking at this entire rant on a whole, there is no way someone put that to paper. This had to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've written some screen. I've done some screenwriting in my time. This is not something that someone cracks their knuckles, sits down, has a nice glass of Seven Up, and just writes out. It's funny you should say that because, especially with Sinbad's delivery, it does read to me of a guy who had no idea where he was going, but still kept on going and somehow kept on putting ground beneath his feet, talking about. Kids writing letters to Santa that he has to deliver. Dear Santa, can I have a bike and a slinky? No, your father's been laid <laughs> yeah. off. Uh. Yeah, and he ends this rant by grabbing a random woman in the crowd and strangling yeah. her. <laughs> I, I'd like to borrow a joke here and say things have gone from sin bad to sin worse. I guess worse. maybe I, I should... <laughs> oh, fuck. I guess I should say maybe, perhaps I don't dislike this joke i don't think maybe perhaps it doesn't go on too long i was not expecting his character to go as insane as he did i guess i, I expected him to be a bit more grounded sam, as the scene kept going i was like oh oh shit oh okay sam, no <laughs> you might think this is totally made up but um yeah it gets worse from here this character becomes an absolute fucking oh nut. i can see it now he he is a literal mentally Becomes? he's literally mentally insane. Well, he is I a think. postal worker. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Disrespect the postal. Service. I don't know what you expect. <laughs> I, I also love that his justification for strangling a lady is that he's getting worked up, and so he's like, sometimes when I see a kid, I just want to <laughs> choke him, and so he just grabs this lady to illustrate his point and starts choking her. And then she she doesn't say anything as he lets her go and says, you, you really shouldn't wear fur. <laughs> so uh, Arnold and Myron are uh, both competing to try and find this hugely popular Turbo Man action figure for their individual sons. Uh, they go into the toy store and find out that all of the Turbo Mans is gone. There is no Turbo Mans. So Arnold helps trample people to get into this toy store and... He, this upcoming scene, as he asks an employee about uh, if they have any Turbo Men toys in stock, is possibly one of the best glimpses into how the world works in Jingle All the Way. 
As Arnold asks a, an employee an innocent question, asking if you have any Turbo Man toys, and then three individual employees need to come over and start laughing at Arnold for even asking they the question. His they face. laugh in his fucking face. I, I really like that you said that, because now I'm looking at the whole movie, and it's made the whole movie funnier. Because he just lives in our world, like, going from 10 to 11, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I think I might as well bring this up now, but something that I've been noticing in this watch through is the theme of competition yeah is so is so prevalent throughout jingle all the way <gasps> like in a dog eat dog kind of way especially in this scene with these guys they have no other joy in their life so they have to eviscerate arnold for their giggles as the entire store laughs at him for being out of the loop of a christmas toy he and myron have to compete over giving their kids a happy christmas ted's trying to compete with him over his wife slash i was just gonna say yeah the next scene even more so i'd say we get quite a bit more of that coming up so naturally arnold uh he ends up uh coming up empty-handed at this toy store and we get a, a little Lame-ass montage of just a bunch of different Toy Story signs. Nothing. No Turbo Man. But before he does, uh, Myron, the mailman, hits Arnold with a mailbag, and Arnold then steals a child's remote control toy to drive it under Myron's feet to trip him and give him a concussion. Why is this child playing with a toy in in the toy store, like a remote control toy? Is that something they let you do? Take the cars out of the packaging and just drive them around the store? I don't believe so. I've never been in a toy store that lets you do that. Uh, And furthermore, I believe that was a Tamiya RC car, which would actually be a model kit you would have to assemble and put together. So there's no possible way the child would have had time to assemble a whole model in the store. Especially since they opened a minute before this happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. This kid just ran over to the model cars, <laughs> ripped it out, and then, like, glued it together. <laughs> I miss the day when plastic model kits were so easily accessible. That is a thought I had numerous times in these toy store scenes. There's so many plastic model kits. Why does nobody do them anymore? I'll tell you why. Because every time they stock the shelves with them... Myron the mailman is just going to knock an Austrian-American man into him. That's a good point. The the inventory's been just flying out to the dumpster. (laughs) Wait, they can't keep the shelves stocked. (gasps) This movie is so 2021. Whoa. Everyone's fighting in this store. And Myron's talking about systemic racism. (sighs) Things have changed so much in so little. (laughs) We've come so far, and... Jingle All the Way takes place in our world. Jingle All the Way has a message, and it's pretty much just, to sum it up, it's that we live in a society. I would love to see a picture of Sinbad in clown makeup. I'd love to see Sinbad sitting next to Arnold and go, You get what you fucking deserve! (laughs) And Arnold goes, Ow! (laughs) You shot me. That was terrible. That was the worst Arnold impression ever. You shot me. No, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> Ouch. But yeah, oh my we God, get. God, you shot me, bro. You shot me. Okay. <laughs> okay, Sam. Nope. We need Sam's really good Arnold impression. Ugh! You shot me. <laughs> so, as Adam was saying, we move on to a montage of just a bunch of toy signs flashing in front of Arnold's face. I really and enjoyed this. And then he's 
at a payphone to uh, wait, 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 report I, into his. I'm sorry, Drew. I got to go back I'm to sorry, the. We're si- yeah. I really enjoyed the, the the scene at the toy signs. That's the uh, the sort of parallel to the the classic scene of the bar signs or the red light district signs. I, what movie is that? Is that referencing? That's got to be. It's got to be one of those jokes like lampshading that just goes back so far. That, that got a hearty chuckle out of me. <laughs> what also got a hearty chuckle out of me is in this montage, Arnold goes to one particular store, finds that they have no Turbo Mans, but then sees a cardboard stand-up of a Turbo Man, and the joke isn't funny as he punches the Turbo Man, but then it comes back and hits him, and so Arnold, having none of it, begins tearing it up piece by piece over the course of like ten seconds. And that's yeah. one of those jokes that I think is not funny, that gets funny, that isn't funny, and that is kind of funny in a roller coaster. <laughs> that's fair. I, I will say, though, it didn't get a bigger reaction from me than the next scene did. Yeah. <sighs> the, Can we go to the, the payphone kitchen scene. payphone scene? Oh, please. Please take me there. We begin with a little more competition as Jamie and Ted's son, Johnny, are fighting over who can pretend to be Turbo Man. But... And Ted and Howard are fuck. Oh, sorry, are fighting over. <laughs> okay. Same enough about your kid. Okay, let's go back. Howard. I take it. Howard. <laughs> your cog is so fucking huge, Howard. I feel like I'm being split in half. I'm usually on top, but I'll be a bottom for you, Howard. You were saying so. so. <laughs> I don't even remember now. Shit. Call red face. Red face like, like Howard as he's realizing that his wife's pussy is in critical danger. <laughs> Ted Ted's coming for it. Home base. He's looking at like a big juicy apple. He's gonna take a big old bite. <laughs> so Ted sneaks behind enemy lines. He's watching. He's in the kitchen as Liz is baking cookies. She pulls a tray of cookies out of the oven full of cookies. We cut to Ted for a reaction shot. And then we cut back and the tray of cookies has two cookies on it. I think that fat kid ate all the cookies. No, Adam, you missed the scene where Ted's mouth opened up like a vacuum and sucked up every single cookie. (laughs) I Great cookies, Liz. <laughs> You're really knocking it out of the park. <laughs> so he he had he invites uh, Liz to go upstairs and take a shower and relax while he finishes the cookies. And uh, just then Howard calls. Or yeah, to give Howard a few points, he was calling to say that. He's going to be a little bit late, so don't worry about him. I mean, he's still lying to his family, but... Oh, yeah. But... He cares. He, he did tell the truth that he was going to be late, though. Yeah. There's a truth point. He's Can immediately we get a ding for the truth counter? <laughs> That's a few, Sam, you want to give us what you remember from this phone conversation? Can I, can I get to my favorite part of the phone conversation? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where, uh... Howard at one point says, uh, can, can you go ask Liz something? And Ted replies, she's in the shower. You want me to go check? <laughs> no. <laughs> and as he comes back, the phone is slightly away from his head as though he's just running away from the phone. 
<laughs> Howard told me to come up and check on you. <laughs> Your dedication. pussy makes me go poggers. <laughs> I'll make sure you wash front to back, not the other way around. Ted likes it spicy. <laughs> that was fucking gross. But as Ted is consuming Howard's wife's cookies, he's got cucking on the mind. You know, something I wrote down here that I noticed, uh, I believe it was Sam that mentioned earlier how maybe this is kind of like a, not so much a, uh, an affair that, like, out of, born out of lust. Maybe this is just a power play by Ted trying to be an alpha. We get several instances of feels like. uh, Ted straight up trying to antagonize Howard. Yes. <laughs> the the ratio of antagonism to, to flirtation and him hitting on Liz is, is a little off kilter here. Maybe he's just in it for the satisfaction of cucking Arnold. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe this is where Roger learned it. Maybe Ted was his mentor. There's nothing I love more than cucking shitty sitcom dads. Of course, the classic line from this payphone conversation is when Ted says, Mmm, your wife's cookies are delicious. And Arnold screams, Put that cookie down! Now! Coming in his pants as he says it. <laughs> Arnold really giving him props for being able to sell the line, Put the cookie down now. <laughs> And then for the director for knowing to then zoom out and just get a bunch of reaction shots of other people on the phones <laughs> looking at Arnold as if he's speaking an alien language. Yeah, people rag on this movie, but like a lot, there's a lot of points where like the humor comes from the reactions of just people, and this is definitely one of the one of the better instances of this. We also need to give some credit to the performance, though, is. As Ted comes in his pants while taking a bite of that cookie. Yeah, Dear Lord. yell at me, Howard. <laughs> Make me feel like dirt. Oh, Liz, your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> your cookie is delicious. <laughs> All right, so powerful. So. <laughs> Howard gives him Ted the message, and he hangs up the phone, where he he realizes that Myron's on the payphone across from him. Myron, also having no luck finding a Turbo Man, proposes a team-up, which, you know, is, is probably a pretty good idea. Mm. Uh, they, they can be like Starsky and Hutch, or Ike and Tina. Can we get a, uh... Can we get a timer yes. for uh, how long exactly that team-up lasted? Oh, it never even started. Huh? Arnold <laughs> refused it, and then then Myron said, this is exactly what Jesse Jackson was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to bring something up that I was I was very excited to notice. In this scene where, uh, where our Howard and... Myron are talking about this team up. There is an instance. It's it's, it's there's about a twelve second window here, where the same man walks past Arnold three times. Yes. <laughs> and oh my goodness, it is wonderful. I tried to. I, I wasn't sure if I saw it right or I was if I didn't you know, didn't process it correctly. If it was just some guy wearing the same coat, I watched it at least five times just to make sure. 
it definitely happened. And I, I tried to look up online to see if anyone else cracked this code. I'm not saying I'm a master uh, film critic humble. or analyst, but uh, I found something no one else found. So give me you're, some money, please. You're, you're too humble. You're breaking new ground here. You, you are now yes, going to be accredited IMDb contributor. <laughs> I, want, I want a nice little logo just I'll of give my you, face. I'm giving you your – let me know when you post that to the goofs and gaff section. I'm giving you your first <laughs> thumbs up before you're, – you're on Adam, your way to being the number one trivia. I'm going to be on that page refreshing every three seconds until you do. Adam, we can apply for the Guggenheim Genius Grant for that. You we did can, it. <laughs> we could fund our podcast career for the next five years. I'm going to go on – fiverr and buy 1500 likes from a like peruvian facebook accounts we're gonna boost your comment all the way to the top baby let's do it let's fucking go would you be able to face your children if you made your millions off of having the top trivia for jingle all the way so off in the distance while they're having this conversation they hear a man run past. They see a man run past them, screaming, "Good news! There's a small shipment of Turbo Mans. We better keep this quiet, or whatever he says." So, and in the brief moment where he closes the door, in the rearview mirror, you can see the director, the cameraman, the boom mic operator, every fucking person <laughs> in the rearview mirror. No bull. No bull. Did it see? No that? bull. For about half a second, see everybody. <clears throat> You can see it all. You can see it all, baby. A mirror on the wall where you can see a mirror on the car. <laughs> so naturally, the two men hear this. They go their separate ways to race to the toy factory where this small shipment of Turbomans has been delivered late. Arnold gets in his car, backs over a cop motorcycle, and guess what? It's the That's same the police officer who gave him the ticket. He broke his little mirror. He broke his little mirror. Of course, this is Robert Conrad Cop, who I mistakenly called Kevin Conway Cop, I think, in the last (laughs) episode. So anyway, Tim Conway Cop. (laughs) It's Barnacle Man. What are you doing with my little mirror? (laughs) That wasn't too bad. (laughs) Wait just a minute there. You pick that bike up. Uh, I am sorry, Tim Conway Cop. I'm sorry I broke your little mirror. It looks so tasty. <laughs> that was and the invisible bike mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim Tim Conway Cop gives Arnold another ticket. Another one of Arnold's crimes. They get to the toy factory, and they're doing what every um, raffle consists of. They raffle off numbered balls that are bouncy balls. Yes. The, it was but the, before this, the store get, is. Uh, the store, yes, sir. The yes. store is, auction, or is raffling off the Turbo Man dolls. And we get a very hilarious line. Everybody has heard that they have the last few Turbo Mans. The store yes. is packed with parents. They're foaming at the mouth. They want that Turbo Man. They all fucked up. They all took too long. At least, at least uh, we have more people in this world than just these two sad sacks. 
The thing is, Ted's been buying up all the Turbo Mans to pleasure himself. <laughs> they don't call him Turbo for nothing, because I come <laughs> super fast. It's the most rectal dynamic toy on the market. It was at this point that I actually had to stop and think, why is this movie called Jingle All the Way? What? Why is this movie called Jingle All the Way? Because on the drive there, they played Jingle Bells, and they, they sang the line, Jingle All the Way. And then at that moment, I had an existential uh, crisis for about ten seconds, thinking why they called this Jingle All the Way. Because that reveals nothing about the content of the movie, about the plot, about literally anything about the movie. Well, what is this, what's this supposed to be called? What, what movie did you call Arnold Schwarzenegger forgot to get his son a toy, so he has to get the <laughs> toy at the last minute, but also there's a postman, and some other things happen, I assume. I haven't seen the whole movie. I'm just writing the title. <laughs> <laughs> they could have called it literally anything, though. They could have called it 2021. <laughs> they could have called it uh, The Dad Works A Lot. Uh, that's competing with a lot of 90s movies. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is called Howard Lang Tries to Get a Turbo Man, and then some other stuff happens. <laughs> it's called Ted Plows the Movie. <laughs> Can't wait for Ted Plows to. Every woman. Ted Getting... indiscriminately fucks everything when it breathes. <laughs> that's the movie. Including the reindeer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so angry. Nature is kind. <laughs> but I am not. <laughs> Bite the pillow. Mr. Reindeer, you can find I can be very cruel when the mood takes me. <laughs> Getting back towards Sam and Mai's reading that this that jingle of the way just takes place in our reality at the toy store where they're doing the raffle. Uh, the man announces that they're doubling the price on all the Turbo Mans that they're going to be selling, and then all of the employees laugh at all the people who are groaning <laughs> at that news. <laughs> the oh laws of the gosh. free market dictate that we will now double the, the manufactured suggested price. Due to the oh. laws of supply and demand. That's it, shit. But That's we have plenty of copies of Turbo Man's faithful sidekick, Booster. What's the deal with Booster? Why are there That's... so fucking many Boosters? Because nobody wants it, Booster. Because... You want Turbo yeah, Man. Nobody, fuck... nobody fucking wants Booster. It's such a strange running gag in this show, in this movie, that they keep on reminding us that nobody likes this fictional tiger character, Booster. I'm gonna be honest, Booster's kind of cool. I probably wouldn't play with him when I was a young boy because he's a pink, but that's okay. He looks like a proto-furry. These days, pink is cool. Boys can like pink. It's alright. Wow, Adam, that's a really brave stance. I'm coming out with it. I'm taking a stand for all soft boys. As a soft boy myself, pink is okay, gentlemen. So, from here on, I think we, we arrive at the stupidest part, objectively, of this entire movie is when they release all the bouncing balls. Instead Adam, of you just said a really wild statement, so I just want you to remember what happens in the rest of this movie and then think for a second if this is the stupidest part of the movie. I I knowing everything, I still think this is the dumbest part of the movie. 
Oh, that's brave. That's an actually brave take. <laughs> what the fuck? Instead of grabbing one of the hundred other balls scattered across the floor, Arnold chases one particular ball <laughs> down the entire escalator, down two floors, where it's it lands in the lap right. of a little girl. With the worst Who, haircut ever. Awful, I, awful 90s girl haircut. I, I love the shot of the crazed Arnold pointing at the child and going, That's mine! <laughs> that's my ball! That's my ball! <laughs> I claimed that... I claim that child, that's mine! <laughs> and of course, <laughs> as if planned, by divine or otherwise, we end yes. this 15 minutes with Arnold staring down a child <laughs> from the elevator. <laughs> He's gonna get his ball back, damn it. Meanwhile, Myron is getting tackled by multiple people while screaming, Rodney King, Rodney King. Jeez Louise, this fucking movie... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it that's that's all we got that's all that happens so what's let's but get our a crime roundup oh <laughs> er, let's all right let's do a tally we're gonna count the crimes every crime that arnold schwarzenegger has committed throughout this entire movie we're so gonna add up the one from last because we just decided this week <laughs> that we're segments gonna do come this. and go they evolve that's how the podcast goes yeah uh, we, we're kind of the podcast that rapidly evolves yeah you know we're just kind of trying stuff throwing stuff at the wall seeing what sticks throwing yeah, spaghetti at the wall if this doesn't it's stick done. we'll stop because that's what we do we stick we stop we stop we stick if it doesn't yeah, stick we we'll put we'll it back in the same. pot we'll heat it a little longer sadly only one crime the first 15 minutes which is simply arnold speeding I don't know. He kind of trespasses in the school because he's there after hours. Well, I mean, that's nah, not. I'm not giving you that. There, one. There's still a janitor lot. there. The doors were unlocked. I think it's fair game. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll say one crime there. Crime number two. Arnold assaults family. <laughs> that's not a crime. That's just a shitbag move. I, crime I would number say two the is next Ted's crime adultery. Would be... It's a crime against God. Are, are we counting all the crimes or just Arnold's crimes? Just Arnold. I guess just Arnold. Oh, okay. Sorry. We can't be here all day, Sam. <laughs> well, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I would say crime number two would be Arnold assaulting Chris Parnell and friend. Oh, yeah, by grabbing the them store. by their lapels. Well, I mean, that's assault still. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying that's the scene. Yes, sir. And then he assaults Myron... Yes. So it's Myron. Crime number three. He Crime... chases down a woman, harassing her for her tur- Turbo Man. Crime number four. No. Wait, crime number five. Yeah, because that, that, he's also in the street, so we'll count that as like a, a, a duo crime. Two for one. Yeah, two walking. Because <laughs> right. you yes. get char- you'd get charged for both at the same time, is what I'm saying. True. So true. if, if two Absolutely. crimes are committed at once, that they just stack, basically. Yeah, everybody knows that. And right. then are we going to count him breaking the laws of nature when he cloned that man who walked past him three times? <laughs> no, that was just Captain Christmas. <laughs> Explain this character you've invented, Captain Christmas. I, I, I didn't invent him. He just walks the streets of Christmastown, <laughs> making sure hey, heard of him, that everyone's happy and content around the holidays. But when he saw and heard that Arnold and Sinbad weren't, he had to pop around a couple times more to get the full story. 
And as we'll see from Captain Christmas later on throughout this movie, that he's going to have a hand in the rest of the plot. Everything that happens, happens because Captain Christmas wills it to happen. Captain Christmas fucking sucks if that's his job. <laughs> he's not He doing may suck, shit. but he's one hell of a deus ex machina <laughs> for all the crazy fucking shit that happens in this movie. So if you want to hear more about Captain Christmas, email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to put Captain Christmas in the subject line, just in case. Then Arnold runs over a uh, motorcycle, and then he like tussles with people in the mall. I would, I would also say when he tears I up would... the Turbo Man cutout, I would call oh, that yeah. destruction of stored property. Oh yeah, and he terrorizes a child. Oh, he didn't yeah. terrorize her yet. Don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up. He didn't terrorize her yet. All yes. Right. <laughs> Jingle all the way. Well, well you Jingle heard it here, folks. Way. Buckle Arnold up. Arnold is now on a list. <laughs> okay, Sam, how's Jingle All Way going to end based on this? Where's it going from here? Well, I think uh, I think Howard's going to get arrested and go to fe- federal prison for destruction of mail after... Uh, oh, no, his name... Oh, after uh, after Myron reports him to the, to the police... I'm pretty sure at that point, Ted is just going to be completely unstoppable. Ted's going to become Jamie's <laughs> new father, and Ted, who had already fought ahead, buying two Turbo Mans, two Turbo Men, gives one <laughs> each to Jamie and his son. And then within the first day, Jamie already starts calling him dad. <laughs> the movie ends. The, the movie ends with Jamie looking up at Ted and saying, Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's about going to do it for this week's episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Subscribe to our Patreon to to get our secret cookie recipe. It's called Put That Cookie Down. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon. It's a funny internet joke. Our Patreon is still private, so you can't find it on the website. But if you want to donate, just send us your credit card information to edgingpodcast@gmail.com, <laughs> and we'll put it there. Just tell us how much you want to donate. We'll do it. Remember the three numbers on the back. Those are important. Those three wild and crazy numbers, along with the expiration date. Maybe your mother's maiden name, too, while you're at it, J.I.C. The count, Billing County, that's usually pretty important. Yes, absolutely. You can finally go back and listen to the hours of unheard content that we recorded after every episode, the post-show of every episode. Uh, I, I, can't, I, I still go back and listen to Coming on Dunstan occasionally. Some of the yeah, best Coming stuff we've done. It's a shame. A masterpiece. It's a shame no one subscribed. Oh, yeah, of course, our after show is Coming on. So if you want to hear us come on Dunstan... Just, Give us uh, money. Send me $50 in unmarked bills. And, I mean, we'll work uh, on it. Shit. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't reveal coming on Dunstan for less than 100 I mean, we'll, we'll release it. Not for less than 100 we won't. For I like it. I like it. That's, $100 that's... million dollars in negotiable bearers bonds that we get from the Nakatomi building. Bear bonds. <laughs> and you got to remember, in a free market, how much can we charge for our Patreon? The list price has now doubled for Patreon due to supply and demand. <laughs> and then we laugh at the people who pay it. All right, everybody bow your heads in prayer. I know that prayer isn't allowed in public schools anymore, and I know that we're all upset about that. So let's just make this a safe haven for all of our fellow Christians. 
preferably wasp Christians, because everybody else is not really American. Is a wasp Christian a wet-ass, stinky pussy Christian? <laughs> no, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Howard, your wife's wet-ass pussy. Howard, your wife's wet-ass pussy is going to lower my ass into the grave, let me tell you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm Adam. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And they can watch if they have uh, the Windows media file. Bye. Snow is falling white and pretty as I stroll.